Broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Top Docs Radio. Brought to you by Women's Telehealth, whose mission is to bring scarce, high-risk maternal fetal medicine services to patients and referring obstetricians in their own community, urban or rural. Visit womenstelehealth.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Tanya Mack and C.W. Hall. What is up, Tanya Mac? We're back at it again. Already. I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Seems like we're just in here and in here and in here. We have some really, really good episodes on file here. You've been bringing great guests into the studio with just that just clockwork. And yet here we have a, another great guest again today. We do. And our timing is really good. So let me tell the listeners what we're going to be talking about today. We have as our guest today, CareSource and Mr. Jason Bearden from CareSource. And the reason that it's timely, CW, is beginning July 1, CareSource will become our fourth CMO in Georgia that is going to manage our managed care patients in Georgia. So I know me as a provider on CareSource's panel, we've all kind of been waiting for you. So welcome, Jason. Thanks. We're excited to be here, Tanya. Yep. And let me tell you a little bit about Jason, a little bit about CareSource and why we're excited to have them today. So um, like I said, beginning July 1, CareSource, an Ohio-based care management organization, or CMO, will expand for the first time into the Georgia market and begin serving a portion of over Georgia's 1 million Medicaid consumers. They'll become the state's fourth CMO, so everybody's expecting a little bit of changes. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, but I think this will be a six-year contract worth billions of dollars. It is a big contract, and I think it is over six years. In terms of billions, I think it is billions from a state perspective across all four CMOs. I haven't quite done the calculation for CareSource over six years, but it's quite a bit of, uh, um, I think, opportunity and responsibility in partnership with the state. Very good. Well, uh, CareSource is the second largest CMO in the United States, so we are bringing one of the market leaders to Georgia, and they will be, we'll hear more about this, the only nonprofit CMO that we have in Georgia. And let me tell you a little bit about Jason. We were just talking offline. He is named Vice President of Market Operations for Georgia. He has an extensive healthcare uh, background in finance, administration, operations, and business development. Interestingly enough, he started as an in, in an engineering degree. We want to hear about a switch to healthcare. Hmm. Local boy coming out of Georgia Tech and has his MBA from Georgia State. So we were talking, you're one of the rare birds. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> well, thank you. Glad to be here. Very good. Well, let's just start off at the very beginning. We said welcome to Georgia. I know you guys have had people on the ground here for a little while, but you're all kind of ready to dance. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that's been like and telling us a little bit about CareSource in general? Absolutely. So CareSource, um, while we are new to Georgia, we're not new across the country, in particular Ohio. We were kind of born and birthed out of Ohio. We've been around 28 years. Mm -hmm. You're right, Tanya. Um, we've been in Georgia, a core team of us, almost a year now, but there were a lot of seeds, a lot of work planted that CareSource did, kind of tilling that ground, building relationships with um, our physicians, our doctors, our hospitals across the state, um, and with state officials for the better part of two or three years. So while CareSource probably is a new brand and a new brand uh, name in Georgia, we've been here for for quite some time. From a CareSource perspective in launching out of Ohio, there. Um, are, are some exciting things I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get into. Um, but over that 28-year history, 
um, part of the differentiators in terms of who we are and what makes us who we are is the heartbeat of the company. And, and CareSource really has a heart for people. And I know that's easy to say, but that heartbeat for, pe- for people is driven out of our founder. Our founder, her name is Pam Morris. She, um, 28, 29 years ago, was a case manager in a hospital. And she said, look, there, there's a better way to do this. There's a better way to help people get to where they want to go. Um, and not only in their healthcare, but being a case manager, you know, she sees people in a different light, a much bigger healthcare is much bigger than just medical, much bigger than behavioral, really focusing in on those socioeconomic determinants of health and meeting the many people where they are and hitting, you know, all of those points. And so when I come, when I talk care source, I get excited. I've been here, like I said, tell you're passionate. I think that's fabulous. I am. I'm like, I get, you get me smiling. I get excited. And, and I always start out and I say, you know, CareSource is different, and being here in Georgia, I can say this, and I can uniquely say this outside of folks that come from Ohio, I say, this ain't your mama's managed care plan. Um, and I can really say that because of that lens that Pam Morris and how she structured CareSource. And when she comes down here, ensuring that we keep our eye on the people we serve, it's not about the bottom line. It is about the providers because our providers have the most unique and direct touch with the members. But at the end of the day, what are we doing for the members to help our members reach their hopes, dreams, goals? and aspirations. Healthcare is a core of that, but healthcare is much bigger on the larger scale, um, you know, bringing in all those other aspects. Mm-hmm. So I like that female leadership too. So I think yes. that, that is another differentiating factor that you have here coming into Georgia. That is a huge, That's absolutely. Good. Well, tell us a little bit about just your personal story before we get into the differentiation and get into the specifics of CareSource. How did you get from Georgia Tech <laughs> engineering program to healthcare? Ah, great question. So, you know, at, at Georgia Tech, um, there are real engineering majors, and then there's the engineering major I come, come out of, and they um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> kind of give us a hard time. So I'm an industrial and systems engineer. Well, it, it is core within the engineering dynamic, what it takes a look at and why it's so, I think, unique in the healthcare market space is it's health systems engineering. So in terms of the system of care that we all live in and we as consumers of healthcare have to navigate through, we, I think, all understand uh, the listeners on here, folks in the room, how challenging it can be some, sometimes to get the care we need and get the care we want. Um, so as we look across the continuum from a systems perspective, bringing some of those you know, hundred-year-old concepts that have matured around continuous quality improvement, just-in-time management to thread that health system together um, is a unique lens that really I had an opportunity to get into healthcare from the outset. Uh, back in the day when I was at Tech in the '90s, they said, "Hey, healthcare is going to be a huge business." You know, your parents, your baby, the baby boomers—it's going to be a huge need. It's going to grow. I said, "Hey, I'm going to look into this." So. I had an opportunity to intern um, at a hospital, actually a local hospital south of town, Southern Regional Medical Center, mm-hmm. um, and a great provider and has changed quite a bit over the past 20, 25 years. Um, but that kind of launched my career. I never looked back and stayed in healthcare, working in, in various aspects. Um, you know, most recently coming to CareSource, CareSource has just been a great opportunity to stay in on the policy landscape and mm-hmm. um, affect and improve the healthcare dynamic for people we serve in Georgia, my family, my friends, my loved ones, and it's an exciting opportunity. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked and heard you say a couple of differentiating factors for CareSource, like your nonprofit, you have female leadership, 
a pretty innovative, not your mama's CMO. I yeah, heard that. not your mama's CMO. Where are you guys geographically? You mentioned Ohio. You mentioned here in Georgia, but I think you're in some other states. We are. So we're in five states. We're, we're going live. Tanya, as you said, Karasaurus, we start 7-1, July 1. Mm-hmm. A lot of work has led up to this go live where we're going to be serving more than 250,000 individuals across Georgia. Um, if you go back on the timeline to January 1, we opened up uh, a shop in Indiana. So Indiana is interesting in a hotbed of um, certainly change um, and innovation. And so as you look at Indiana and Georgia, Georgia having our Secretary of Health and Human Services, Tom Price, right? And Mm -hmm. big election today in his former district, he's driving a big chunk of the healthcare landscape. Mm -hmm. So a lot of eyes are on Georgia. Consequently, I think a lot of eyes are on care source and how we're going to lead here in Georgia. It's the same story in Indiana. If you look at who led the architecture of the plan in Indiana, Seema Vermer. She is our director of CMS at the national level, working with Dr. Tom Price. Um, She architected a very unique uh, plan up there, Healthy um, HIP HIP 2.0. Um, Healthy Indiana, the Healthy Indiana's plan up there. And um, so we have recently opened up shop there January 1 um, and serve a large population um, and it growing um, out there. Um, And then uh, back on the timeline, two other states, three other states, in fact, um, Kentucky. Um, We've been in Kentucky for several years. Um, serving various populations, Medicaid being a core. And um, finally, West Virginia in the marketplace, we have a small presence there. But Ohio is really the core, the anchor, where we serve not only Medicaid, but marketplace and the Medicare dual population. Oh, very good. Now, where are you set up here around the Atlanta area? And do you just have one office or how do you plan on connecting with the rural parts of the state? So we do have um, right now our headquarters is the southeastern headquarters for CareSource. And in fact, it's the only other headquarters in addition to Dayton. We chose to strategically set up shop here. And it's actually in, in the Cumberland uh, Center area, okay. just inside the perimeter. We can look over and see the Braves, you know, knocking it out of the park. <laughs> um, okay, right well, in. we won't get so. into the traffic, did I? <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, We'll stay stay away from that. So we're we're located there. We are looking at expanding across Georgia. We've just now received where our membership uh, distributes across Georgia. Um, And in fact, um, we were fortunate. We've gotten quite a bit of dispersion of membership into South Georgia, um, Southeast in the Savannah area. So as we look at to locate where our members are, um, there are going to be opportunities to have other local offices in the more rural rural parts of Georgia. Um, and we're looking forward to that. Okay, very good. So stay tuned as you get Absolutely. your subscribers working with you. Absolutely. Um, so one thing I do want to talk about, we're talking about your opening your office and kind of getting going. You brought a lot of jobs to Atlanta. We did. So tell so, us a little bit about what your office here and kind of how you're organized and what, what what you expanded here? So in, in Georgia, I think that's a key point, Tanya. Thanks for asking. CareSource is focused on being locally connected and locally invested in hiring Georgians. Certainly, um, there are folks that we brought down from corporate office to create that thread. But by and large, we have more than 250 um, staff people, staff members that we've hired here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and the large majority of those are Georgians. Um, folks that that you're going to know, your providers are going to know, um, that are connected to the health system and to the system of care. Um, approximately half of those folks are going to be um, out in the field. 
uh, working remotely with our providers and our members on a day in and day out basis. Mm-hmm. I have, we're going to be in the office. A big part of the half are going to be the call center component. So as providers and members link in with CareSource, um, the call center customer service side of that is going to be located in the Cumberland Center as some core clinical sa- staff. Um, but we want to be out where our members are, where our providers are. So a big chunk of those folks, a big majority, or about, about half of the folks, I'm sorry, not a majority, are going to be out in the field where our members and providers are. Okay, sounds good. Well, let's get into what programs you're actually going to be serving. So I know there's mm-hmm. key programs like the Georgia Medicaid, Peach Care for Kids, Planning for Healthy Babies. Why don't we just kind of go through those and talk a little bit about each program? Sure. So in terms of the membership tying is you outlaid, Um, Medicaid is the lion's share of the 250,000 members we'll be serving. Medicaid, we certainly provide the basic benefits as all of the CMOs CMOs do. do. Mm -hmm. Um, But And and this applies to uh, peach care as well, peach care for kids, that base level of benefits. But we bring in enhanced benefits for that population. Um, And it's interesting. It's been fun to come into the market and kind of innovate and bring different ideas and concepts to serve the membership in additional enhanced value-added ways and um, be able to to watch the competitors kind of react. I think in part, DCH was strategic in bringing CareSource in and that they wanted to sharpen the pencil a little bit. They wanted to bring new innovation and new ideas uh, to the market. Um, you know, we've had the incumbents here. In fact, I was at DCH um, in, in a policy role when the incumbents came in and they've done a great job but they've been here 10 years, and I think it's time for a little bit of new way of approaching the market, serving members and partnering with providers. Um, and so we do that in enhanced benefits through uh, dental coverage, um, you know, providing enhanced dental, dental benefits for our members um, above and beyond that basic Medicaid benefit. We do that in the way CareSource um, enhances benefits in the way of vision in terms of providing, you know, for the kids across the state, mm-hmm. eyewear, whether that's contact or glasses and and providing um, uh, ad- additional benefits for folks to maybe uh, get a little higher end, um, you know, frames on their mm-hmm. glasses mm-hmm. that they might not otherwise be able to get if they were just in general Medicaid or general peach care. Mm-hmm. So it's those opportunities that are exciting to bring to our membership and to the kids and to the moms across Georgia. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like your big thing that you think that's program oriented is just expansion of the service line, making it a little broader. Certainly. I mean, making it a little broader. And you mentioned um, one thing, uh, you like the female CEO. So Mm -hmm. I want to talk about a bit about Pam. Um, Pam is an innovator in this industry in terms of care source and the vision that she has. So I do love having a a female CEO. And there's some of the subtleties that I'm going to relate this back to the healthcare system on. As you look at our logo, right? It's Mm -hmm. You got the pink and Mm -hmm. the pastels and the purple. Not colors that I would necessarily choose, but colors I've come to love. So you're going to see the CareSource logo, the heart with the pink and the purples, right? That really does a a marketing, branding perspective. But I think those finer details, if you come to our offices, you'll see that thread in our marketing materials throughout. Those subtleties and attention to detail really threads through to the system of care and and the delivery of services of how we partner with providers and members. And one of the biggest things I love about CareSource is her vision of bringing out the subtleties to impact people in different ways than we've ever, at least I've ever seen a health plan, you know, try to impact the population. Most health plans come from the medical side of the business and access to care and, you know, creating provider networks and et cetera. Um, we really, and through Pam's lens and, and her social 
um, kind of worker hat perspective and where she comes from drives home the whole person approach. The finer details that healthcare, yeah, everybody needs access to great base medical care, behavioral care, but it's much bigger. It's about the socioeconomic determinants of health, particularly when we talk about Medicaid and peach care. Those are the folks in Georgia that sometimes are the most disfranchised. They're a little bit down on their luck, just need a little help in hand to get back on their feet. And so we meet those people, those members where they are and addressing some of those socioeconomic determinants that are barriers to care and to facilitate them getting access to the great providers we have across Georgia. So that's embodied in a program called Life Services. And I want to talk about that as we get into our discussion, but I kind of wanted to thread it back to Pam's vision and really her attention to detail, whether that is the team she brings in, the people that we hire that have a heart for people, whether that's how, how she brands or we brand as a company who we are, and something as simple as the colors and the office decorations, but most importantly, it's the details that she sees in the lens of how we meet people's needs on a holistic scale, not just that medical or behavioral component traditionally seen in health plan management. So I can appreciate having a heart for people. One of the things that jumped out when I was doing research for the show was you also pride yourself on clearing a path. And yes. I know when I talk to my staff, I constantly say, we have to be easy to do business with. However that is, we have to do business easy. We have to make it easy for people. Um, so I think that's kind of what you're referring to. You talk a lot about making it easier, not just for access, but just communicating. Can you speak a little bit about that phrase or that kind of theme in your company? So the ease comes, I'll talk from two perspectives, one from a member personal perspective and then one from a provider. So since we're on the member, I'll start there and we'll work okay. back to the provider. Um, that hurt for people in terms of barriers to healthcare oftentimes present themselves in things that most of us will never experience in our life. I mean, that, that many people will not. Um, food insecurity could be a barrier. If you can't put three square meals, sometimes a lot of people in the communities I've been in, two square meals a day, how in the world are you going to get your kid to preventative health care or the health care that they need? Sometimes barriers present themselves in, in the form of um, housing instability, um, just being able to turn the lights on, keep the utilities on. And, and if you're, it's kind of like going back to the basic psychology. So this is engineer talking psychology, right? So I'm getting way out of my uh, comfort zone here, but Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? If you meet those basic um, needs of people and build up the pyramid, you can get the higher order needs much quicker and much more effectively if you address those base needs. And so from a company perspective, making it easier, um, we might fund something as sim simple out of our bottom line as um, one month's utilities of, of keeping the lights on, keep them water on, the first month's rent to get somebody into stable housing. I've heard stories where we'll fund. So our ultimate goal in terms of ease, we want to help people reach their hopes, dreams, goals, and aspirations. That's much bigger than healthcare, right? And so coming from some of the jobs I've had in that, that large, the behavioral health world, um, that I love the care source mission about, you know, serving people and helping them get to where they want to get to. And at the end of the rainbow, where we want to go is 99% of the people we serve want a, a, a meaningful, a job with a meaningful wage with an employer sponsored insurance. And so we eliminate those barriers ultimately to help those folks get to where they want to go. And that's a meaningful job. And if we do our job, we put ourselves out of business because we employ everybody. 
that gets them off of Medicaid, off of government-funded services, but they're, they're self-sufficient. They're off of government-subsidized care and other services, and that, that services everybody, the larger community, the state, and the individual. But we do that by starting upstream around those socio, socioeconomic determinants, meet them where they are, and move them down a path of hopefully getting them there where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about on the provider side, ease of doing business. Yes. So from a provider perspective like you, over the last, before I came to CareSource for about four or five years, I, I was a provider, and it is a challenge. We all have a great heart, and what I would tell my staff is um, no margin, no mission. Um, so we've got to have a little margin to invest in order to achieve our mission. So CareSource, um, and coming to CareSource, I'm just really excited about their approach with, about our approach with providers. The prior authorization um, uh, kind of milieu and mix is is a very light touch. I've been very pleased um, with our flight path of how we engage with providers and what we ask prior authorizations for in terms of means to ask access care versus what I'm accustomed to being a provider mm-hmm. for four or five years. I saw what kind of that onerous outlay did um, to, in some cases, our cash flow and our ability to serve patients effectively. So CareSource, from a prior authorization um, perspective, does a great job in terms of trusting our partners. You're part of our network. We've got a relationship through a contract, and we work with you as a partner, um, not as a a vendor, if you will. We're we're partners in this working together. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to that, from a payment perspective, it's important to get paid timely, accurately. And so I'm excited CareSource is going to come in. And, and this is a little bit above and beyond some of what we see in Georgia. We're going to have two check runs a week. So on every Tuesday and Saturday, there will be checks that are cut that go out from the services that were delivered during the week. So that helps from a provider cash flow perspective, mm-hmm. certainly. There are other tools we could go on about in terms of our web portal or provider portal to assist primary care physicians in in terms of delivering those preventative services um, that help members stay healthy and well. We have reports um, that for patient panels for certain PCPs, we're going to identify gaps in care. If If a kid is up for a well check visit, provider can go out to our web portal and see, oh, this this member that I'm about to see, they are two months late in getting their well check visit. We need to make sure we connect them to those health and wellness visits to keep them healthy and on the prevention track instead of the reactive. Yeah. In terms know, of patient care, you bring up a good point. Do you guys have a nurse access line? We do. So 24-7 nurse access line. Um, and from, from that, that is a great tool uh, for our membership should they have questions at any hour of the night on weekends, after hours, of where to go to get care, to get consultation about their certain conditions, and, and how to proceed in, in addressing whatever concerns they have from a healthcare perspective. Okay. All right. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, back to the providers, enrollment and eligibility. You alluded to earlier distribution. So one of the big questions on the provider side has been, how are we going to distribute? Where are the patients? How do we check? Can they switch? Can you kind of dive into that? Sure, absolutely. So the 250,000, <clears> excuse me, membership across the state, Atlanta is, um, you know, a good chunk of that, that, pop, that population, North Georgia, but 70 to 80,000 members are Southern Georgia and that Southeast and Southwest. I mean, it is a sizable population. 
population um, in, in, in the southern part. So while we do have quite a bit of an urban presence, I mean, we are probably more rural than what any of us expected. I'm excited about that because I think there's a lot of action and opportunity in rural Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to see some programs and some outreach that uh, we're going to be working on in southern Georgia that we hope will make a big impact. In terms of eligibility, enrollment, of those membership, of, of the 250,000 members, we are moving into a choice change period between 7-1 and 9-30. And members do have the opportunity to change one time to another health plan. We hope that the changes from other health plans to CareSource, um, but certainly any member has an opportunity to move and, so, and select another health plan during that choice change period. So from a provider perspective, putting my provider hat on, mm-hmm. at, at CareSource, um, always advise people certainly check. to check eligibility mm-hmm. before you see the patient and provide the care to understand who the payer is. Mm-hmm. There are several ways to check eligibility. Certainly, the core base is the Georgia Medicaid Management Information System portal that DCH provides through a vendor they formerly called HP. Mm-hmm. Now it's called DXC. Mm-hmm. Um, and so check the web portal there. Um, you can also, if you prefer, check the D- uh, the CareSource web portal, the, the tools in terms of going back to the ease and our partnership with providers. There are a multitude of tools that we provide on the provider portal. One of them is an eligibility checker. And then there's a third way um, that many providers employ if you're there's a EDI clearing house, houses. If you want to batch check eligibility, some clearing houses and provide and care source partners with those clearing houses to batch check eligibility. So those are three ways that providers might want to uh, check eligibility pr- prior to providing services, so they get the claiming mm-hmm. and prior authorization right. Okay, so we're going to start, and then we're going to have a open switch period. So everybody pay special attention to that. And then there's a number of platforms that you can check eligibility, but do check. That's the, the, check. That's the message there. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about the provider side. So you've been spending months creating your network panel. Talk a little bit about how you've done. You have providers everywhere. Kind of just inform everybody when the gates open. Yeah. Kind of what do you got? What are you still looking for? Or, you know, kind of where so. are you? It has been a massive undertaking when you talk about contracting for a provider network in a six or seven month period. And that's what we had to do beginning really in November after Thanksgiving or right before Thanksgiving through today. We're still shoring it up, but I'm happy to report that our network is not only competitive, but in certain areas robust. And um, we've done the analysis the Department of Community Health has, and they've indicated Um, We're more than competitive with what's already in place here in Georgia. So what we hope to do over the next year is become competitive to robust, whereby our service continuum exceeds what we're accustomed to having here in Medicaid and peach care in the CMO world. So in terms of the number of providers across the state of Georgia, more than 18,000. It is a huge, huge provider network, uh, massive across the entire state. Certainly in certain pockets, we have better coverages than ever, others. Mm-hmm. And we all know about you know provider shortages in, in certain specialties. And that's a challenge that we meet with certain creative um, 
other modalities of mm -hmm. care through telemedicine mm -hmm. and telehealth, mm -hmm. such as your company mm -hmm. provides. And so we're excited. to that, That's a national problem, not it, just Georgia. It is. It is. So, I mean, it, it, you know, innovative um, companies that we've contracted with really help fill a lot of those gaps in certain rural parts of Georgia. Mm -hmm. And we're excited to partner with, with y'all. So is your network open? Like if a, if a provider has not signed up with CareSource and they're across the state or even, or are they by pockets? Like we're looking for people in rural Georgia, but we're closed in Atlanta or kind of what's the state? Of we, we continue to be open. Okay. Um, we want to create as much access as possible out of the gates for our members. So if you are interested, um, certainly in contracting with us, I would encourage you to go to our website at caresource.com, navigate to the Georgia side of the portal, there's an opportunity to submit an, an electronic contract to us. That might be the most seamless way. Um, you can also call our toll-free uh, provider line, which is also listed on our website. Um, and I will try to get that before the, the uh, our interview is over. We'll do that, that at number. the end. I think yep. I have that number too. So let's talk also um, a little bit about the biggest issue for providers are reimbursement rates, eligibility we've always talked about. And you alluded earlier to the rules. We talked a little bit with you about prior authorizations and what you called the light touch um, for the providers or the requirements. Any any words of wisdom on the provider side as we begin to learn how CareSource works? From a prior authorization perspective or can Tanya? From any, either. From, from either. Yeah. Engage in <laughs> that holistic person approach. I think what the, the integrated care approach, um, we are not siloed. We don't have a behavioral health department, a medical department, and, and we don't, uh, uh, I'll say, piece the person apart. Uh, we talked a little bit about before we started our talk over the last 50 years, you know, the healthcare industry is much like Humpty Dumpty. It kind of fell off the wall and shattered into a million pieces. And it's great that we've created all of these specialties and uh, modalities of care that have really innovated in the world of healthcare. But the downside to that is it splintered the person in the healthcare system of care. And so healthcare, what we're aiming to do is really put that person, the whole person back together and look at the holistic approach. So when working with CareSource, I think taking that perspective of the whole person and engaging um, not only in the medical, the behavioral, but the, the program we've hinted on, the life services, you know, yeah, meeting people where they are. Let's talk about that for a few minutes. You want to circle back around. Now's a good time. Absolutely. So from a life services perspective, it really touches on, and we've, we've hit on it, the socioeconomic determinants of health, those barriers that often impede people from getting to our high quality providers across the state. Um, and so we have a dedicated staff of people um, that are integrated with our clinical model, but they are separately funded just out of our bottom line. This is a big differentiator. And one that I didn't get to hit on that really flows out of our nonprofit status. We haven't talked about that a lot, but when we set that, when Pam Morris set the company up 28 years ago, she says, you know, I want to be beholden to my vision and to my board's vision and to the people we serve. And the people we serve ultimately act as our board. And it's interesting how the program of life services came to be I mean, she puts her money where her mouth is. Several years ago, we, you know, asked our members, what do you need, you know, to be successful in life? We expected to hear, hey, better access to care or different types of care that are missing that we're not getting. What we heard from our membership is we just need the basic blocking and tackling of living life, of getting stable housing or sometimes of 
um, you know, uh, basic education that puts me on a track to full-time employment. But then the the day I want to sustain, I want to provide for my family. I want to track to employment. I want to get off of governmental services. So when I say uh, CareSource and Pam put their money where their mouth is, many years ago, this vision was born for life services and, and, and said, we're going to implement something that meets what we heard from our members. And here we stand today, and it's exciting to say in, in Ohio and in Indiana, you know, we've put several hundred in the last couple of years, five, six hundred people to work, and those people don't go to work. And, and then fall off the rolls, they stay. The 88% of the people that we match with an employer, I say we're kind of like the e-harmony of um, as supported employment, if you will. We take the needs of the employer, the needs of the member and where they want to go and make sure they match and make sure they align. So what that leads to is a very good high retention rate around long-term sustainable employment for our members where they don't, they, they don't you know, get hired by an employer, then bounce back to the public system. They stick. That's exciting. That's reformation. That is innovation in the world of Medicaid. And where we stand today on a national level, a lot of talk, a lot of buzz about some this person's vision of where we need to go nationally or that person's vision. It's all great, but I would suggest the way CareSource does it in terms of reforming Medicaid is helping people reach their hopes, dreams, goals, and aspirations. And you do that by giving people hope. And hope comes from a future of self-sustainability and sufficiency of oneself and one's family to meet the larger aspect of purpose of, of helping a community grow and move and, and shape. That's the most exciting piece and a huge differentiator that we bring from the I agree. I'll have to tell you, CW, you and I have been here a long time. We've had many payers in here, but I've never had one mm-hmm. talking about I'm very helping, intrigued. helping their patients and their members get employed. That's an awesome long play, right? If if, if I'm thinking about getting this, in, this individual lasting employment, well, then they're probably going to be able to continue to. Well, and I think, you know, my business is in telehealth and in rural Georgia, we have patients who don't have gas money to drive Mm -hmm. across the county Mm -hmm. um, to get the care that they need. So it is kind of refreshing hearing Mm -hmm. you talk about longer term issues than just I need my medical problem fixed here today. So I kudos to you. I think that's great. Hey, listen, I was wondering, have you guys named a medical director in Georgia? How is the medical services being headed up? Absolutely. So dynamic leader that many, I think, of your listeners will know is Dr. Seema Sukas. Um, Dr. Sukas came to us directly from uh, the Department of Public Health acting in a medical officer role. I think mm-hmm. we talked about Dr. Brenda Fitzgerald. We did. Um, and she's really love let her. us, yes, love Dr. Fitzgerald. And Dr. Sukas has worked many years, I think four or five years in, in that space with Dr. Fitzgerald moving um, our, our policy forward in Georgia. Um, in addition to that, Dr. Sukas prior to that was medical director officer at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. So her expertise uh, is phenomenal and unique in the world and space of maternal child health. And as you know, as, as, as your listeners may know, the membership that we serve by and large, 85% are children mm-hmm. under the 18 and under, mm-hmm. 15% are adults. So we were very strategic and certainly picking someone that had expertise in that space and hiring someone, um, but also strategic as we always are with every hire. And Dr. Sukas fits this. CareSource has a heart for the people we serve and a passion. Um, And you'll hear that over and over from CareSource, that heartbeat for the member we serve. Okay. Well, we're running out of time, but I want to kind of go through our last couple of few things. It is, as you've said a couple of times, quite an undertaking to enter a new market. And I'm interested in hearing maybe 
one of your challenges, one of your biggest challenges and how you overcome it. And also, I'm interested in hearing what has been your great surprise that's worked out great. Wow. Great question. So from a challenge perspective, the Department of Community Health is our prime you know, entity that we contract with, and we thank them for giving us the opportunity to come into the state. Um, fortunately, unfortunately, the way the government works, um, we had a very small window to implement because of the administrative lead time it took to get these contracts in place. So starting fresh, new entity in Georgia in October of 2016, and the ask is to build a network that is competitive <laughs> within that time frame is just overwhelming. Um, and so I think that was the biggest challenge. And to some degree, I mean, me coming in and knowing what we had to do, maybe the biggest surprise that we were able to not only meet expectation, in some cases exceed expectations to build a robust and partner with various providers across the state of Georgia. That certainly is maybe the biggest challenge and the, I think the biggest accomplishment to date to say when we open the doors 7-1, members that have been serviced in Georgia for years and years with historical relationship with providers, those relationships can be maintained. The provider, uh, I'm sorry, the patient person relationship will be intact through the robust network we built. Yeah, I will agree with you. I think uh, we first heard about CareSource and met face-to-face um, with CareSource shortly uh, at a conference in October. So mm. like right out of the gate, you yeah. were out in the field. Inside sales, were you doing ringing up an office to say, hey, we'd love to partner with you? Were you walking into the office? How were, you, how were you doing that? We saw, I saw CareSource all over. Yeah, all of the we're above. All of the We've above. been invested yeah. heavily in relationships. And just uh, like I said, we... The contract started eight months ago, nine months ago, back in the fall, but there was a lot of groundwork that our leadership um, ha has been in the market for more than two years, building those relationships. So a lot of things were in place, but getting contracts out of those relationships, it took a lot to build trust and to earn the provider's trust. So I think that says a lot about CareSource is the trust that has been earned through the relationship and the communication we built mm -hmm. with the network across Georgia, being brand new. Very good. Well, believe it or not, time flies. We're out of time, but I do want to give you the opportunity at the end to make any comments before we sign off um, that we haven't maybe covered about CareSource or your feelings starting out in the market. We obviously have gotten your passion and we're thrilled to see that. And um I think you're heading, you're starting in a great place. Absolutely. Um, thank you all for having us on. Mm -hmm. I think we're excited to get out there and partner with the providers across the state, our 250,000 members. So please engage with us. Um, there is a, a plethora of information out there on our website for both members and providers. And if I may, can yeah, I please, provide yeah, give some us of contact the, information? Uh, contact information. So um, members out there that are looking to contact us can contact us at 1-855-202-0729. In terms of provider contacts, I'm trying to look that up as we speak. And while Jason's and looking, while looking, I would direct everybody to www.caresource.com. They have specific tabs just for Georgia mm -hmm. markets. So yep. there's a giant big box when you sign on there that says for Georgia members or Georgia providers. Yep, you easy. can click on there and go straight to the Going landing pages. Doing, 
doing business in the easy fashion that was yeah. very easy. Yeah. If you've not done so already, get over to womenstelehealth.com. Learn about their high-risk maternal fetal specialty medicine care that they're providing. Using telehealth technology, they're providing uh, services, as Tanya was saying, both to uh, urban as well as rural facilities and practices out there, helping patients get the care they need, staying home uh, in their medical and physical homes, um, and reducing the occurrence of, of premature births having a pretty big impact actually on those statistics. I think that's pretty cool to be a partner with them. If you've not done so already in the upper left-hand corner of the show page, you'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you to the iTunes store where the Top Docs Radio Show podcast lives and you can subscribe to us. That way each week when the new episode comes out, it's downloaded straight to your device. You can check it out when it's convenient for you. We hope you turn around and share this information because clearly I wouldn't be surprised if almost everybody here knows either one or two degrees of separation. I'll have somebody that's affected by what uh, we've been talking about today with Jason um, and, and how they're trying to really, I mean, I, I, I've got to dig in a little deeper to find out how they're doing some of these innovations with regards to not just providing access to care, but trying to uh, That was my favorite part of the discussion today, Jason, was talking about going deeper and helping people Mm -hmm. live life. I like that. Now, on the nonprofit side of things, this may be a silly question, but do you engage with like philanthropic organizations that are trying to help you support the the mission that you're trying to accomplish? Or is that done basically just internally with your own resources out of contracts that you're serving? Absolutely. I mean, we have uh, many partnerships out, sh- ships out there with various pro- uh, community uh, organizations, the Boys and Girls Club, the Girl Scouts of America, you know, the, the, the child serving organizations. Um, in addition to that, we are very strategic in terms of a foundation that we have where we offer grants to nonprofits across the state. Um, that want to partner with us and partnering with our mission to meet the members' needs. Mm-hmm. Got excellent, you. excellent. Okay, I think you found the number for providers. I did. Um, if you're a provider and would like to outreach and you have additional questions in addition to our website, you can reach us at 1-855-202-1058. 1-855-202-1058. All right, and Jason, thank you so much. CW, we're at the end. That's right. I look forward to having everybody back with us next week. And of course, Tanya, every, every time you're in here, we have a great guest and a, an excellent conversation. I'm really pleased to be putting this kind of information out there. I feel like it's going to make a difference for somebody. Hopefully it will. To share it, everybody. We'll see you all next time. Have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. 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 